This guy, seriously, he looks, he smells, he sounds like a raven. You are the classic overthinker. Oh, Get yeah. too cute. Yep. Tinker. I'm authoritative. I make a decision. I stand by it. I, I'm, no, you don't. I'm certain. No, you don't. And I don't tinker. You're already starting to question your mock draft, and I can just tell these next 48 hours for you are going to be miserable. <laughs> I seriously have had dreams about my mock draft failing. Welcome back into the lounge as if you ever left. The lounge has been open 24-7 over the past week. Seriously. This is our fifth podcast, I think, in the span of five or six days. Yeah. Pretty impressive. But anyway, we've had a lot of experts on the in the lounge uh, recently. We had Mel Kuyper, Daniel Jeremiah, Joe Ortiz, Eric DaCosta. These guys know a lot. But you know what? You know who really knows what the Ravens are going to do in this draft? Me and you. It's these two guys right here. That's right. So we needed to give you our take, our final take on this year's draft before it actually happens. Uh, so we put together our Ravens seven-round mock draft in which we predict all seven pick or all seven rounds. Well, we don't have it's a seventh seven, round pick. Yeah, seven seven, seven picks, picks yeah. and six rounds this year. We give you every guy we think the Ravens are going to take. And people who are regular listeners of the lounge know that we love the whole draft thing back and forth. You know, we yeah. did the Thanksgiving draft, we do the Christmas cookie draft, uh, we always do the schedule draft. Which did we is, do a beer draft too? I don't Winter think we beer did, draft? but maybe we need to. Yeah, maybe we need to. Um, we're also going to do the schedule draft in terms of picking which road games we each travel to because we split those up. Now yep. that the schedule's out, yep. you know, that's right around the corner. We're going to do that live on the podcast, by the way. Yeah, for sure. You doing some last-minute tinkering on your board there? Yeah, the board's not set. I need to get some last-minute. <laughs> I need to talk to a couple. Because you have the first pick, too. And we need to figure out the biggest thing. We need to figure out if we're both going to London. Right, which we've obviously been advocating for yes. just a little bit. <laughs> um, so we will do that at some point. But today it's all about our seven-round mock draft. And before we do that, I want to read this email. This email comes to us from Adam. And Adam says, the lounge is the best and only podcast I listen to. We just love patting ourselves on the back. Uh, <laughs> you guys are both hilarious and bounce off each other well. And as always, give great insight into our team and the coaches. I'm confused why so many people say there's a high chance of trading back rather than trading up in this year's draft. I like picks too, but doesn't everybody forget what Harbs literally said in one of his interviews? It was something like, we don't need more rookies and picks. We need better rookies. I'm pretty picks. sure that was me. I think I literally said that on the podcast. Did you get it from Harbs? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Adam says, I think there's a higher chance for them to trade up rather than stay put. Uh, anything could happen. I, For the record, I agree that I think you and I are on the other opposite yeah. side of this, and my this comes down to something simple. I think you have a higher chance of getting difference makers and playmakers the higher you pick, and I think that's what the Ravens are looking for this year. So I think that there's well, a Well, they're real always chance. looking for this difference makers and playmakers, but I you know, think but this year, especially after missing the playoff three of the past four years, well, yeah, you're I think that You the, think they're going to be aggressive in being like, we need a guy that can get us back there now. For sure. I think trade back scenario because there's a clump of similar graded players there in the mid-first round, and you can probably get one of those guys even if you move back five or six spots. And the Ravens don't have a lot of draft picks this year. They only have seven. They like to have more. Yeah. All right, so appreciate the email from Adam, and you can email us at lounge at ravens.nfl.net, and we'll read all the good emails that come to us. <laughs> the ones that pat us on the back. Yeah. So with no further ado, we're going to get into our seven-round mock draft. And we spend a lot of time researching this, debating it, trash-talking each other, all that stuff. And, you and know, we, don't, we don't let the other see our picks no. before. So when we present it to the, to the other... There's a lot of smoke screens, though. 
I know we, you know, I float out some ideas just to get you off your game, and it generally works. And I'll just say this: that that you are the classic overthinker. Oh get yeah. Too cute. Yep. Tinker. Last night, last night, literally, right? <laughs> got home from work, and I was like really tired from a weekend spent in Austin, Texas, at a wedding. And I was like, I'm going to bed early, early. Up on my laptop till 11 o'clock, tinkering, just being like, you know what? Oh, can I get your pro peppers in the second round? Ah, if I do that, what's quarterback? I'm like, uh-huh. a lot of tinkering. And then this morning I woke up and said, dude, I'm going to lose sleep if I tinker the last second and get this all wrong. I'm done tinkering. So I just went with my gut. No, see, what I do, I'm authoritative. I make a decision. I stand by it. I, I'm, no, you don't. I'm certain. No, you don't. And I don't tinker. You know, I do the research. I trust the board. I let the draft fall to me, <laughs> and then I pick the best player. All right, let's get into our picks all right. here. All right. All right, so in the first round, who are you going with, Gary? I'm going with Corey Davis, receiver from Western Michigan. I think right. this obviously fills a hole. I think a lot of people would be thrilled in Baltimore if this were to be the case. And the reason I went, I think Mike Williams is gone. He just is like the safe pick, I think, at wide receiver. But just there's so many mocks that, that have one of those two guys falling to the Ravens. I think Corey Davis is more likely to be there at 16. And if he is, I don't think the Ravens straight away from him. I just think they run up to the podium and turn in the card. Corey Davis. I like Corey Davis a lot. You know that. I've said it on Mailbag that I think he's... I like him better than Mike Williams, personally. Mm -hmm. So, for the first time in a long time, Garrett, I like your pick. Yeah. Okay? And I even debated going with Corey Davis, but obviously I wouldn't follow your train of thought. That would just lead me down a dark alley. How many picks have you hit correct in this mock? I hit Keith Wenning. Yeah, five years ago. And And for the record... I have a much better track record on this mock draft. I'll give it Ryan. to you. Okay, you do. I just want to mention this is that. the year that things change. Okay. okay, I might go seven for seven this year. By the no, way, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely hitting all of them. All right, so my first round pick is defensive end Derek Barnett from Tennessee. Okay, this guy seriously, he looks, he smells, he sounds like a Raven. Yeah, I mean, ultra productive. Had 32 sacks in three years in the SEC. Right. Dudes plays really hard, good against the run, just a ferocious hitter. He's a leader, smart player. I mean, he sounds like an eventual Terrell Suggs replacement, which I think the Ravens really feel like this year is the year that they could get that because there's so much defensive talent at the top of the board this year and so many good pass rushers that you could get an elite pass rusher like Barnett in the middle of the first round. Now, my concern with this pick is that he doesn't get there because he is really, really good. But he didn't test well at the Combine, which didn't surprise a ton of teams. You know, he's more known for playing football rather playing than, football than being an uh, athlete, yeah. right? Um, but that I, I could see teams in the top 15 being like, are we going to use a top 15 pick on a guy who, who we don't think is an exceptional athlete? You know, the, the, I think the problem that teams might have with him is they're afraid of the ceiling. Yeah. That the ceiling isn't that. The, the ground floor is going to be really high, but you don't know what the ceiling is. Yeah. Uh, uh, look, this, again, you liked my pick. I like your pick. It's rare that I say that. But yeah. I actually like your first round pick because it does address a need. And I think Barnett, if he's there, he'd be tough to not take because yeah. he, feels, he feels an immediate need. And I don't think he would have, he does not have a big leap going from a three year start in the SEC to no. now stepping into a starting outside linebacker role here. I think he'd be a pretty seamless transition for him. Yeah. And I think if the Ravens trade back, the guy is Tack McKinley, another pass rusher, who, another guy who reminds me a lot of a, a Terrell Suggs, Ravens type kind of player. All right, so second round, both of us obviously going to be chasing a corner here. Yeah, we got it. You got to get it right back. 
<laughs> right. So everyone, I, I think that it's, I honestly think it's going to be interesting this year because I think that in late first, early second round, teams are going to start taking corners. They're going to start gonna flying start off flying. the board. Yep. And so really we were just both trying to think of which corner could be there and who fits the Ravens. I went with Cordrea Tankersley from Clemson, 6'1", 199 pounds. He's fast. I mean, he ran a 4-4-0 at the combine so he can fly. Starter for the last two years on a national champion team. Uh, I mean, checks all the boxes. Big, fast, production, everything for me. And you get him in the second round. I think he's exactly what the Ravens could use. Tall, lean cornerback. I like it. I, I similar guy. Quincy Wilson from Florida, six one two eleven. So he's not as lanky. Yeah. As Tankersley, he's a little bigger. Uh, I think he's probably better against the run. He's a very willing not tackler. Fast. Not quite as fast, but he still ran. He ran. A, I don't have it here, but he ran a nice time. He was like a four-five guy. Yeah. Um, and he's just like a very competitive, cocky. Uh, just thinks he's the best corner in the class. You know, l- likes to play a lot of jam. He likes to play press coverage, which the Ravens like for their outside cornerbacks to do. Just a big physical guy. I think that uh, with some ball skills. So I think that he could be the pick there. And first-round talent who slides the second round because there's so many cornerbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. The funny thing is, we both think the Ravens are taking a corner in the second round. Yeah. I think that's like, you know, I feel fairly confident that that would be the play. The only thing I think is, uh, for you, I thought maybe you could go with a pass rusher in the second round. I know. You know, if if you go wide receiver, maybe one of those pass rushers like a Charles Harris slides down that far. Tim Williams from Alabama. Yeah, Tim Williams. Even a Taco Charlton, maybe. Maybe he gets that far. So I, if I hadn't gone pass rusher in the first, I might have gone... Uh, pass rusher in the second, then corner in the, like the third. Well, I'm going to be addressing pass rusher in the third, so don't you Ooh, worry. All right, that. so go ahead. All right, well, my first pick in the third round. This is number 74, Taylor Moten. He's an offensive lineman out of Western Michigan. Ooh, really like this pick. Not going to get there. I'm just, I'm really just going all Western Michigan here. Seriously, two guys from Western Michigan yeah, in the first the boat, three baby. picks. BJ Fleck, row the boat. Uh, so <laughs> he he was a starter at right guard and right tackle. He's a look good coming off the bus guy. Six. I saw him at the combine. I was like, who is that? dude i want him uh six five 319 pounds so plenty of size the ravens want to have a big physical offensive line that's exactly what moton is uh played right tackle like i said right tackle right guard so there's a hole at right tackle that rick wagner's gone this is somebody who's played on the right side of the line if he's there i'd like it i don't think he gets there i think moton's gone kuiper and mcshay both have him as second round pick well kuiper said on the podcast with us uh, that he could be in the third or fourth round. You know he's lying to us. Maybe. It's what he puts down on paper, baby. Or maybe he's just putting that out there on paper, and he's telling me the truth. That's what I'm no, going to go that's with. Not, that's not what that's <laughs> uh, Once again, and I really hate this, we're like-minded here. Okay, So I, I'm going with an offensive tackle as well. Uh, but I'm picking Jermaine Illuminor from Texas A&M. All right? This guy, great story. And we, you know, I kind of think we like a good story here in Baltimore. <laughs> we like somebody who's kind of overcome things or gone kind of the, you know, the circuitous route to the mm-hmm. NFL. You know, there's some upside there. And there's a lot of upside with Illuminar, considering that he grew up in North London, didn't start playing football until very late in his career, moved to the States at 14. He was a rugby player before. Moved to the States at 14, started playing football, and boom, dude just started beasting on people, yep. went to Texas A&M, eventually became a starter there, and just got better throughout his career. I mean, there's, I think the ceiling on this guy is really high. They feel, I feel like the Ravens think that if they can coach him up, you know, he's got, he can be a really good player and a starter. Once again, a big dude, 6'4", 332, so he's a little heavier than Moten. Uh, 34 bench press reps, one of the highest among offensive linemen. How many linemen. bench press reps do you think that you could do? 
You think you could get one? No, no. <laughs> no. I haven't benched in 10 years. So you do a push up? I can do a push up. I'm not, talking, up. I'm, not, up. I'm not talking a knees push up. I'm talking an actual, you got to go all the way down. Real push nose, up. nose to the ground? Yeah, nose to the ground. Sure. And you, and you, the butt's about, you know, two feet in the air. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, the nose is going to touch. Uh, Luminar, also, just to finish this out, he plays guard and tackle, so position flexibility as well. All right. Uh, so the next pick in the third round, this is where I get my pass rusher. Oh. Uh, this is a guy, a little inside information on him. Uh, Terrell Basham, pass rusher from Ohio University. Oh, wow. A homer pick. Yeah. This is a complete homer pick. You know, I'm all Mac here. Two guys from the Mac from Western Michigan. Now a third guy from the Mac in Basham. Wow. Uh, you know, John Harbaugh, he's a Mac guy, Mid-American Conference, so he's yeah. going to have his eye out on Basham. He had 11 and a half sacks last year, 22 over the last three seasons. No. 6'4", 269 pounds, uh, has, has the ability to step into a starting lineup. I, I, he could be there. He could be a situational pass rusher alongside Terrell Suggs. He also could step in there and probably move into the starting lineup potentially. We don't need another middle ra- mid-round pass rusher. All right, there's Zadarius already. Yeah. Judon last year. The la- you need, if you're going to draft a pass rusher, it's not like a huge immediate need. You need a, a Terrell Suggs replacement. You need a high pick, well, not a mid-round pass rusher. You can get quality in the middle rounds. If you can get a great player in the mid-rounds, you know, Elvis Newerville, he's a pretty good player for a long time. He was a fourth-round pick out of Louisville. So was he fourth-round? He was a fourth-round pick. So do you think he was a quality player or not with 17 sacks one season? I think that's quality. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> so which bum are you picking in the third round? Bum? Yeah. Was this? I'll let Carlos Henderson from Louisiana Tech know that you think he's a bum. <laughs> Dude's a monster, had monster production. I'm getting my wide receiver. Okay, middle round, wide receiver. Spent a first round pick. You know what this is? What? You, know, you know what this pick is for you? What? This is you. you. You make your first three picks, and then you look at it, and you go, I need a wide receiver. I, I and then you start looking. No. You start looking at all no. the draft projections, and you say, "Who's the third round receiver?" You just need to fill a hole. You just need to no. check the box. That's you not need what this to is check at all. The box, dude. This guy, small school guy. We took Kenneth Dixon out of Louisiana Tech last year. We kind of like their offense. We think they got some talent down there, but it's a little hidden, right? So we take Carlos Henderson, who had 82 catches for 1,500 yards and 19 touchdowns last year, plus. The added bonus to Carlos Henderson, not only does he have a high upside, right, as a receiver, he's like a playmaker. This dude is a playmaker, right? But he's also a really good returner. He's like maybe the best returner in this year's class. So you get a kickoff returner and a wide receiver with high upside, big play guy who could take over for Mike Wallace next year perhaps, be your wide receiver too. I like it. Well, I like it. We're going to get a returner a little bit later, and I'll get to that. No, no, no. Fourth round for me, cornerback Howard Wilson. Out of Houston. So I think that... Look, Going double corners. Double corner. I, I like that. I like that. I, I, re- I regret not getting a second corner. I really like... I honestly really do like the double corner thing because I just think that we've seen over and over again how valuable cornerback depth is. Yep. Brandon Carr is a veteran player, so, you know... We do have some other depth, though. You, you have You do have Kennedy. Tavon Young. You have Kennedy, but Kennedy, we'll see. You know, he has never played in an NFL game, so you'll see what you get out of him. Uh, Tavon Young, obviously, is a young player. But you need depth. You just need to have a lot of options yeah. there. And I, think I, don't, that I don't mind it. Howard Wilson, he's somebody who is fits the bill in terms of size, 6'1", 184, so he's lean, maybe bulk up a little bit. Mm. Um, but I, more of a developmental guy. 184, that's like what you weigh. I'm, out, I'm a little less. No, 6'1", 184. Yeah, maybe me and Howard Wilson, you know, match up against each other. <laughs> Let's see if I'm as fast as him. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so that's my guy. All right. Well, I'm still addressing the offensive line because I don't know if you know this, but we got some holes there. We lost. Well, no, we don't. Traded Zuta and Wagner. Not with me because I got Taylor Moten filling those Really? Holes. So you're going to play center? Yeah. Well, maybe you could. Yeah, I don't side think so. Side side. I'm taking LSU's Ethan Posick. I mean, you want to get bigger on the offensive line, right? That's what the Ravens want to do. Dude, six foot six! <laughs> six foot six center, man. He's smart, leader, just like a team captain. Everybody loves this guy. And not only does he play center, he plays guard and tackle. He played all three positions at LSU. So a lot of flexibility. I consider just taking him and not taking a Luminar at tackle. Why is he there in the fourth round then if he's so good? Because he's a center. Nobody drafts centers that high. He's still there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, fifth round, you know, I hit Willie Henry last year. No, that was fourth round. I know, you but... hit Judon. No, no, no. I'm saying now I'm making my fifth round pick okay. here. Last year, I hit Willie Henry in the fourth round. Yes. Said Michigan guy. So my question this year was, who are Ravens going to get from Michigan? I know. Obviously, you have a hardball connection. Yeah. Uh, you probably made the mistake and didn't pick a Michigan guy. I which did is not. Classic. Which, which is a mistake. Which is cla- Look at That's you. why I was trying to force Peppers into the second round. You're already starting to question your mock draft, and I can just tell these next 48 hours for you are going to be miserable. <laughs> seriously, I've, You're gonna I, lose, ser- I seriously have had dreams about my mock draft failing. This is great that we're doing the podcast now because now you're on the record. You're, you're on tape, and so you can't last minute start trying to tweak it and change it in the you know 11th hour. So this is great. So I'm taking, in the fifth round, defensive tackle Ryan Glasgow. You know, he's somebody uh, worked his way up from being a walk-on, earned himself a scholarship. I think the Ravens keep the Harbaugh connection alive yeah. and get a guy from Michigan. I like the walk-on background. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, it goes back to that, the story. That seriously might be your best pick. That's probably your best pick. You already like the Corey Davis pick. What about that one? I like that pick as a player. Terrible pick in the mock. Well, it's not terrible. <laughs> I like the player, not the pick. This one, I like the pick. I don't know, really know about the player, but I like the pick. Okay. Uh, my fifth round pick, you know, it doesn't seem like a big need, but, you know, we don't draft for need, okay? And eventually it will be a need. I'm taking tight end Michael Roberts from Toledo, okay? Mm. I think eventually you're going to want to replace him for Benjamin Watson and Dennis Pitta, receiving tight end. This guy blew up as a senior, posted 16 touchdowns, 45 catches, 533 yards, okay? Self-made man, rough childhood. There's a lot of kind of violence in his childhood. Uh, kind of made his way at Toledo, really built himself as a player. The Ravens like that kind of guy, you know, somebody who's overcome obstacles. Uh, I think that he's a guy with a high ceiling you could mold it, and he could turn into a nice little player. All right. Yeah. You like that one? How many tight ends are going to be on the roster? Seriously, there's a lot. You're right. But this guy can play special teams early on. Not all those tight ends are going to make the team. Somebody's not going to make it. Yeah, your guy. He's not (laughs) going to get drafted. All right. Uh, Six round, number 186 Mm -hmm. overall. I have the Ravens taking wide receiver, but really return specialist Mm -hmm. Isaiah McKenzie. McKenzie out of Georgia. You don't even know his name. You don't even know how Isaiah to say his name. McKenzie. He is a home run threat when he gets the ball in his hands. Out of Georgia. Particularly what the Ravens need is in a returner is not a kick returner because there's so few opportunities. They need a punt returner. Yeah. And McKenzie might be the best in the entire in all of college football. He had six return touchdowns over the last three seasons, and five of those were as a punt returner. So mm-hmm. when he gets the ball in his hands, he can he can break it every single time. He's a small guy, but. Again, how small? But I think he's like 175, 185. Like he's a Ooh. smaller guy, so mm-hmm. he's a small frame, shorter guy. You've gotten a lot of skinny dudes. Yeah, but you know what? Like you know, as football a punt, is a big man's game, as right? As a returner, as a returner, you don't need to have that a huge guy. You okay. need to have a guy who's got good speed, is agile, right. and that's exactly what McKenzie is. Fair. I actually love that pick. 
He's not as good a returner as Carlos Henderson, my pick in the third round. But, all right. Uh, my sixth round pick, I'm telling you, you're going to love this kid. And this is going to be the pick. Okay. Inside linebacker Connor Harris from Lindenwood. Okay, Lindenwood. You know where that is? No. Me neither. (laughs) But I do know it's Division II. All right, this kid only got one offer from an FBS school. Kansas said, you know what? I'm going to go play Division II. And then he dominated it. He was named the Cliff Harris Award winner as a top defender in Division II or below last year. Dude, he's just like loves watching tape, loves playing football, beast in the workout room, in the weight room, just a leader. Okay, he's one of those guys. Yeah. So I think. Early on, thrive on special teams. Thrive. And maybe, you know, take on that Zachary Orr kind of role. He's not undrafted. I kind of want to go undrafted inside linebacker because that's what I know. That's the rule. If you're going to find an inside linebacker, it's got to be an undrafted guy. I know. But Connor Harris is too good to pass up in the sixth round. Well, maybe we get Connor Harris. I don't hate the pick, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's an undrafted. Pick him up as a a priority free agent. I like that, too. I think that happened to me a couple times, actually, when we mocked, is I picked guys, like, in the seventh round, and then we got them as undrafted. It's classic. You you overvalue. You know, I had the right value on guys. You overvalue. No, you you undervalue. You always try to appeal to the fans, right? And you take guys in the the fourth round who are second-round picks, right? So that way, when your mock draft comes out, all the fans are like, oh, my God. Because this is what happens in the comments section. They're like, I like Garrett's more. I like Ryan's more or whatever. And so you just are... Yours are so wild, like your Taylor Moten pick. He's not lasting until the third round. I played at the popular vote. And exactly. I also, this is I why also you stink. Wait, I also wait for guys to fall to me. Um, you just I'll, I'll reiterate this. You can't say that I stink when I have a significantly better track record <laughs> of doing this compared to you. Um, and then my favorite part, yeah. my favorite part for all the listeners out there, when we watch, just to describe how we watch the draft, we're all, our entire digital media staff is crammed into one room, uh, one well, of the player position meeting rooms, and we watch the draft. They bring in a TV in there, and we watch it as a group, and there's a lot of chaos and kind of uh, excitement during that entire weekend. Yeah. But my favorite part is when we get, you know, maybe like five minutes before they announce it on TV, we get word. Someone sends a text down from the draft room about who it's going to be, and the word starts spreading in our room of who it is. And whenever I hit a pick and oh, Nick doesn't hit a pick, it's the worst and everyone in the entire ever. room just starts crushing him and telling him oh. how he doesn't know what he's talking about, that makes draft weekend for me. <laughs> and so I, I just can't wait uh, for that to happen. You know, I'll miss it on Thursday because I'll be up in Philadelphia yeah. talking to Corey Davis yeah. uh, after we <laughs> draft him. But when I get back, I just can't ra- wait to rub it in your face. I remember when I think my pick was Zach Martin. That's who I thought we were going to take and in 2014. And he went right I, I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to take it. And he went right before us to the Cowboys. Oh, it just broke my heart. <laughs> broke my heart. Yeah. Well, anyway. I remember when you took Manti Teo in the first <laughs> round, and then I took Matt Elam. Oh, my pick last year was Miles Jack, who didn't go until the second round. Yeah. That was a new loaf. Actually, well, no, you've had Peter two Con- Peter Kahn's. One other year also didn't go to the second round. He went third. <laughs> he went no. in the third round. He went third <laughs> round. Last year we passed on Miles Did I put Jack that on twice. paper? Was Peter Collins? That's that... who it was on paper. Oh. Yeah. That, that article still exists out there in the interwebs. I'm so. glad that we're talking about this at the end of the podcast after everybody listened, because if we had said this at the beginning, everybody would be like, I'm turning this off. It's <laughs> kind of just, it's not even close. So this year, this year, that's why I'm going with Barnett, who could be gone before we get on the clock. He's, yeah, he, if he gets want to the run- 16. We're taking him. You don't want to run the risk of getting the guy passed on again. Because that's the most embarrassing. It it's is. just like, he's there, but we don't even like him. <laughs> right. Oh. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our seven-round mock draft. And we'll be back with the travel mock as uh, or travel draft, as we said at the top. And 
all weekend long, the draft is going to be going on. And so we just want you guys to make sure that you're keeping it here. Turn on the push notifications on your phone, on the app. And mm-hmm. what those will allow you to do. As soon as we make a pick, if you're out running around all weekend long, and you don't have time to just invest, you know, like 72 hours in front of the TV watching the draft. Like we will. Yeah. You'll, we'll send you a push notification just to let you know who we're drafting every single round. Make it nice and easy for you. And we're going to just have a ton of content, yep. you know, on social media, uh, on the app, on the website. And so you're not going to find any better Ravens content out there. Exclusive stuff we got the camera in the draft room yeah i asked you just to round this out here i asked you how much money it would take for you to walk into the draft room pull pull a oh oh sorry guys wrong room <laughs> oh, oh t- take quick look quick look around oh sorry guys sorry guys oh wrong room thought i was going to the bathroom right. how much money would it take for you to do that right now would you give me a thousand bucks maybe we can get our pocket go fund me <laughs> go fund me there we go <laughs> a go fund garrett getting fired oh no no that's not what we're going for here <laughs> <laughs> if that were to be the case i'd have to up the ante a little bit <laughs> As if you make more than $1,000 in your salary? Come on, man. Don't lie to the people. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And we'll be back after the draft to give you our full breakdown and our opinion of all the Ravens draft picks.